Hey y'all, you're listening to the Shawana Speaks podcast and we are in our moms series. Moms is an abbreviation that stands for mothers on a mission to succeed. And throughout this series, you can expect to hear from amazing women that are making major moves in their careers and or business. And some of them are actually doing both. What I want to encourage all my listeners to do is to hear not just their success stories, but their struggle stories. I believe through authenticity and vulnerability, we are able to make connections through our journeys of parenthood. Some of us became parents at a young age and some of us became parents older. But the one thing that we can agree on is that parenting is a journey. It's a process and I am excited to talk about the different processes that we're all experiencing, finding those similarities and identifying the differences and making a community where we can all learn and grow together so without further ado let's get into this week's episode with my amazing special guest and hopefully you not only enjoy this episode but you learn from it as well let's get into it right now hey y'all welcome back to another episode of the shawana speaks podcast of course i am your host shawana and we are in our mom series mom stands for mom mothers on a mission to succeed why do I have to think about that (laughs) mothers on a mission to succeed and um of course throughout this series I'm going to be bringing on mothers that are going to be talking about the things that they are doing outside of just being a mom but of course we're going to talk about their success and also their struggles because their struggle stories is what connects all of us and helps us realize that we are not doing this thing alone so um, without further ado we have an amazing special guest this week Renika Y'all, Renika was my aunt's friend, but now she's my friend. I, I, they still friends, but she's my right. friend. Right. <laughs> so it's real dope to have that aunt that's kind of like your friend too. Because yeah. she's not a she's not a real aunt. She's a cool aunt. <laughs> so Renika, thank you for being on the podcast. Yay. Thank you for having me. I'm excited, Shawana. I'm excited too, for real, y'all. Me and Renika be talking like I feel grown when I talk to Renika. <laughs> Renika is going to tell you who she is, what she does, and where she's from. Yeah, you can do that in any no particular order, but yeah. All right, I love it. Yes, yes, I'm so glad we connected. You do have a cool aunt, she's way cooler than I like ever will be, probably. (laughs) But I'm glad that she connected us. I'm Renika Cheney. I own my own business called Renika Speaks LLC, where I do a lot of my public speaking through my coaching, hosting, facilitating. And so that's what I do. I also work in the arts. So I work with artists globally. I'm an artist at heart, a creative at heart. Um, Let's see, just do a lot in the arts. I am a mother of five, um, which I really love. I have two girls and three boys. Um, yeah, grad- I'm from New Orleans. So I graduated from Loyola, New Orleans in communications and sociology. Um, also went to Bethel Tech where I have my certification as a UI UX designer. So just doing a lot, doing a lot of things. Um, and actually I need to rep St. Rose. So I really grew up right outside of NOLA, St. Rose and went to school in New Orleans. So yeah, that's me. He's from NOLA, baby. No, <laughs> but um, yeah, Renika has a lot going on. <laughs> like yeah. she said, she's a mom of five. UX, UX, UI design. Yeah, UI, UX, design. Mm-hmm. UI, UX, and then Renika speaks, and so yeah. Shawana speaks too. And so, 
<laughs> we have connected over a lot um, in these past couple of months. And she's from New Orleans, but she currently lives in Charlotte, just like me. And so I just enjoy being able to connect with you, having you here. And we are going to hop right into this podcast. So you are doing speaking arts and UIUX. How did you get into Renika Speaks? That's what I want to speak to. That's your business. I want to talk about that. How did you get into that? Yeah, so, you know, I've always, that's been the one thing that I know was my gifting, right? And I have to, I have to thank the Black church growing up, right? I um, did like my first play, I don't know, I was like eight years old. And, um, and from there, it was like, oh my gosh, she's so gifted as a kid. And I would go to different churches as a kid and speak. And I would always write. It's always been my thing, right? Reading, writing, and speaking. And so finally, last year, I decided, okay, if this is your gifting, you need to invest in it. And so I started Renika Speaks. Uh, I just, I set up the LLC, but I wasn't doing much through it. I was like, okay, that's going to be my first step. Let me do it. But this year has really been the year of you're not just going to set it up. You're actually going to take the actions to implement your giftings and make an impact in the world. So that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. That's how that started. I love it because yeah. I got to think the black church for sure. Like yeah. it's just, it just started me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're going to put you on the stage. They're going to start you on Sunday school with today's lesson I learned. So if you scared exactly. speaking in front of people, you will be in front of that church. So you better figure it out. So. Exactly. And they boost you all. You know, they were like, all right, baby, take your time all day. You know what I'm saying? So that was like my encouragement. You know, read church announcements. Little yes. things like that that mm -hmm. promised me and my giftings. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I didn't see it as a gift for a long time. I saw yeah. it as like something's wrong with me. Like, cause now I want to talk all the time. Or people are like, you always have they talking, like, cause they made me. Like, this is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't confident in it. So um now you say, you know, you finally made it an LLC last year. And it's so funny because I finally made mine an LLC this year. Yeah. Um, just for just to know like I'm standing in that confidence and I'm walking in that now. Like I'm yeah. walking it out. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of women have to get into the mindset that what I'm going through or what I, not what I'm going through, but what I know is something that comes to me innately, like naturally somebody yeah. else needs it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think we were talking about this before. There's something about this time of life where I'm like, you just have to do it, right? Like fear is not a factor, what you think you can't do is not a factor. It's just like, if God is giving you this gift, if you need to make an impact, now is the time to do it. And, you know, I talk about graduating from Bethel Tech and going into tech and all that. And that really was the catalyst for me, right? That was an avenue for me to even see my giftings even more. Bethel Tech is a faith-based tech program. It's the only one, I believe, right now. And um, and I went into tech and I'm like, if I can do this, if I can go into tech and do something to try to change my the the trajectory of my family then i can i can i can go into the gift that i know i actually have right the speaking and all this and i can do it boldly and so that's what i'm doing i feel like i'm in my um give me the ball season like yes. <laughs> the ball. come on i don't yeah. even know the, the, the positions but point and guard shoot right. guard whatever guard just shoot the ball. <laughs> just shoot the ball i love it i love that 
Um, so it's the give me the ball season. That might be the name of this episode. I love that. Give me the give ball. Me, yeah, yeah. There you go. It's yeah. <laughs> so being that you are doing all of these things now, you and you're giving me the ball season. Basically, you feel like like I'm. I ain't gonna say I'm in control because obviously God is, but yeah. this is my life. Like, let me take control. Let me be confident in that. I want to talk about a time when you felt like you weren't a time yeah. when you felt like, mm, I don't know what's going to happen. I know for me, that was when I became a mother. Um, and so mm-hmm. in your momming of life, yeah. what has that looked like for you? You are um, a mom of five, but I want to talk about that first child. What was that experience like for you? Like when you got pregnant, were you trying? Were you excited? Were you nervous? What was that like for you? Yeah, we well, we were not not trying. I'll say that, and then <laughs> so is that. I mean, and but in some ways, still, it was a surprise, right? It was, oh my gosh, you know, I felt I felt the security of of you know being inside of a marriage, and so having that, but it definitely was like, oh my gosh, what what is this? I'm a mom. I was 23 when I got pregnant, I believe, and then gave birth at 24. And so it's definitely this, oh my gosh, this is new. What is it going to feel like to actually give birth? What is the, what is the pain level? Is it like the way you see it on the movies? And so um, I think that was probably my biggest fear of like, of the pain and then everything after that, it was just learning. It was you throwing into it. You, you know, you're changing diapers, you're up at two, three, whatever the time is and just kind of figuring it out. But I knew I wanted to, um, I just wanted to spend as much time with that little person. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's unique. It's mm-hmm. such a different, ah, yeah, such a different thing. Yeah. A lot of joy, lots of, and still in it, right? Lots of mm-hmm. journeys. And as soon as you're in one phase of, of the baby phase, right, you change the diapers and they start crawling, start walking, start talking. And now um older, now you're in the more of the, okay, we're having some real life issues. Let's communicate about this. So it, it all is always changing. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It's always changing. And I realized the other day that I had a baby, like, (laughs) (laughs) but the other day, like I was cleaning out my Google photos or something like that. Uh And like all of his baby pictures are in there. And I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know (laughs) where the first school. Um, I was like, this boy was a baby at one point. Yeah, I did (laughs) so. It's just wild to me to now see how far we've come and how fast it's gone yes. by. Yes. It's gone by really fast. And so I'm interested to know, like, your oldest is how old now? 14 and uh, two weeks, she'll be 14. Oh, my God. See? See how you did that? Like, again, 14 years ago, Renika was 23, 24, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. 24 23 and Mary Mm -hmm. so she was excited about having her first child right 20 when you have four others so what were the ages um and having those like how old are you I don't remember I can't do the math on that I can (laughs) tell you how old they are today so I can have six seven nine eleven and fourteen so yeah Mm -hmm. so that was years ago so, I, don't, I don't know math I don't know math. yes yeah, so I think I was done by the age of you know by 32 I had my last one I think it's 32 yeah yes so 32 years old that's pretty much like a, almost a 10-year time span of marriage 
babies yes. and just growing. The Renika yeah. then and the Renika now, what difference do you see? Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a lot. So I will say when I got married, you know what I mean? I grew up in, you know, for what it's worth and respectfully, right? It was pretty tumultuous kind of childhood, home. And so Renika always, Renika then always wanted to get everything right, always wanted to get everything perfect, right? So is I'm gonna go I'm gonna wait till marriage to have children to have sex it's gonna be perfect I'm going to rear my children in this way and everything just needed to be right because I didn't want them to you know I mean I'm naive now right feel the hurts and the pains that I did and and all these things it just needed to be perfect I needed to get this thing right and then guess what? The biggest thing that I did not want to happen, right, is divorce. So then then I, I divorce, which is like, what in the world? I'm supposed to be creating this perfect world. It's almost like that thing that you run from, you run right into. And so, um, yeah, sorry. It looked like you wanted to say something on it. Oh, no, 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 okay. No. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, so then it was like just getting it perfect. But what happens when this perfect bubble you quote unquote think you created is busted, it's bursted, right? And there is, you, it's, it's done. That perfection is done, right? But I remember um, someone told me, Renika, you're breaking generational curses. You don't even know it. And I'm like, how am I doing that? When I just got divorced, when I just like, you know, my kids are hurting and all this. And so um, the Renika now, <clears throat> The Renika now is like pains, hurts, disappointments, those things will come. They come. They come to me. They come to you. They come to our children. But the biggest part is not for you to create this perfect world that your children can say, my mom was so perfect. She created this. The biggest thing I can ever give them is a faith in Jesus so that they know when things do burst, when things do happen, when disappointments do come, that they do have someone to lean on because they saw an imperfect mom lean on a perfect Jesus that they can too. So that's the difference. It's like, it can't be perfect. No. And oh now it's like, it's not perfect, mm -hmm. but you do have one who is perfect and you can lead your children in that. And we talked about this too. I'm all about generational wealth, right? Finances, all that, but also spirituality, right? Like I need to leave them a faith and a legacy in that. And I know if I've left them that, that is the greatest gift that I can leave them, whether I'm here or not, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad that you know that. Oh my gosh. You said I it's not perfect, but I can teach them to lean on a perfect Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And in a world where we got we've always had a bunch of gods and different people and things uh -huh. to, you know, um worship or whatever. But I believe, I truly and wholeheartedly will forever believe that my child needs an intangible God to yeah. see these tangible miracles and understand that we're all just a struggle wrapped in strength for real. Mm. Like mm -hmm. I'm raggedy mm -hmm. without Jesus. <laughs> and so right. when you wake right. up at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, and I'm standing over you praying, it's because uh -huh. I need him. We need him. This is the only way that we're surviving. Okay. This is all it. That's all. Yeah. That's all. So I, I absolutely am, I'm glad that your children are growing in that. And also the being able to accept that 
this isn't going to be what I want it to be. I literally said this morning, you can handle it better when you let it go. Mm. And a lot of us have our hands on things and we want to control it. And like you said, mm. there are so many women that are in tumultuous and um, toxic situations because it's, I want my family. I want what I can mm. what people want to say yeah. about what are people going to um, have to say if we don't, if I don't stay in this. And yeah. I feel like you are able to speak to the women that are trying to hold so tightly to something that is literally mm -hmm. causing them pain, but their children as well. And you said yeah. that your children were hurting. I want to know how you navigated that for them when it yeah. came to the divorce. Yeah. Well, let me say this too. When you talk about women in their, in their own situations, right? Either way, our children will experience pains and hurts and disappointments because we've experienced hurts and pains and disappointments, right? And so how I navigated divorce, first of all, I'm so grateful I had community. And I know it's not like that for a lot of people, not like that for a lot of women, especially if they're leaving a toxic marriage, a toxic relationship. And so I'm always so grateful that I was in church community and I had just really great friends out here in Charlotte who... Um, really carried me through. And so I'm grateful for that. But then also I hit the ground running, right, Shawana? So it's like, there's so much that I don't know. I was adulting, it felt like for the first time because I'm doing all these things on my own and now I have five children and it's, and it's just us. And so hit the ground running with, okay, I don't know a lot, but let me go ahead and get my mental health certification so I can understand what my kids might be thinking, how I help them reset their nervous system. Let's get counseling for them. Let's get counseling for me. What are the free resources that are here in Charlotte that I can delve into that can help them? My biggest thing was there is hurt, but how do I start the process for both of us to, all of us to heal, right? So it's like me healing at the same time and bringing them along as I'm learning yes. and figuring it out. So yeah. Yeah, I love that you're incorporating them. And then on top of you healing, you're actually doing business, you're momming, you're doing all of these things. But I feel like you put that healing and that counseling first in a sense. Yeah. 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 Because I think in all of that, the most important thing, we can get money, we can go up, yeah. the, up the ladder, we can do all of these things. But if our home is not okay, if our children are not okay, then everything else is going to be chaotic. Like it's it's definitely standing on faulty or sinking sand, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for the first time, I got to create the atmosphere that I wanted for, for my home, you know what I mean? Which was so important. It was like, oh, I get to create this atmosphere. It doesn't have to be toxic or people walking on eggshells. I get to create the atmosphere that I want. That'll mean when you walk in, it's perfect. You definitely gonna hear us uh, see somebody jumping from this couch or something like that. But it's like we get to create the atmosphere. We get to set the tone of how we talk to each other um imperfectly. So yeah. yes. Yes. That mm -hmm. is that is great. So I'm going to do a quick rapid fire so we can um Ooh, all right. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm ready. It's right. real. It's real quick. Real quick. Got so it. we're gonna do it. Uh, dishes or laundry? I'm sorry. You said rapid fire, but both of them hit me. What does that mean? Go out. Which one I would rather? Which one do? would you rather do? Yeah. Oh Lord, laundry. Okay. <laughs> Why do you keep saying laundry? I would much rather do dishes. <laughs> really? Uh uh. <laughs> uh. Dunkin' or Starbucks? Starbucks. Nails or toes? Nails. Scary movie or comedy? Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> 
side part or middle part? Sides. <laughs> Kidcation or vacation? Oh, um, what does that mean? Vacation or kidcation? Take your kids on a vacation with you or go on a vacation with Bay. I don't know if you have Ooh. a baby, but I ask you this question either. Way. <laughs> for a vacation <laughs> that one that's a new one <laughs> you've never heard of vacation i have i think i didn't hear what you said at first oh, but okay. kids one i never heard of okay oh kidcation yeah that's it that's a that's a millennial thing i believe okay you know, every summer we're taking our kids on vacation somewhere spring break <laughs> we, we, like our kids ain't having parties we're gonna travel right so, right I was just watching some memes where uh people talking about they have to rest after the, the vacation with the kids. They gotta oh, yes. uh, take another vacation. Yes, that's <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lord, see, I interrupt interrupted the rapid fire. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're learning something. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so which one are we doing? Uh, I will do. Oh gosh, I'm gonna do the bay vacation one. Okay. I've done the kidcation one several times. See, did you need a break? <laughs> you needed a break afterwards. I know you did. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and lastly, free schedule. I mean, free, yeah, free for all or schedule when it comes to the babies. Do they need to be on a schedule or do they just, you know? Oh, I got to do a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many of us. <laughs> we need a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So being that you do need a schedule, my next question is how do you balance your business and your babies? How do you do that? Yes, 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 yes. So luckily I am so grateful I get to work from home, right? That's not the case all the time. So that is a huge thing where, especially the summer, I can come in my office here, do some work, but then I can also bring my kids along with what I do, right? Hey, you want to come uh, print this paper for me or sit with me while I do this? Like some of my kids will come and sit and draw while I'm working in the office, on the floor, playing with toys. Um you know, now that school is starting, I really work really hard to get all the work done that I need for that day while they're in school, then go and pick them up. Also, like I said, I'm in community with people, right? So they have friends, people we go to church with, live around here, live five minutes away. Hey, can your kids come over? And Mike, let's switch kids. So it's really like this balance of community. And I get so tunnel vision sometimes. That's my thing. And so I have to remember like, okay, you can bring your kids along. You have the opportunity to. You're in here on your computer. Let them get some blocks and sit and play. Or let your teenager come in here and just tell her you just want her to be in the room with you. Y'all can be doing separate things. So it is a balance. And it's not easy all the time. You start to add sports in there and being in the car. And so now you're figuring, okay, let's carpool. Let's do this. So it, it is always, me and my friends are talking, it is always a balancing act too but if sometimes you have that person where you're like all right both our kids are going to the same place can tap the ride with you and mm -hmm. then i'll pick you up on them so it really is yeah. i'm telling you yeah. moms have the best skills because we always like we got the schedule together we networking oh. we know how to get people here okay. and there so yeah i just want to put mom on my resume people are like what is your history your experience Absolutely. mom at, oh, the at the top. <laughs> yep. Except that. Okay. My kid is yep. healthy and he's moving and he's alive. <laughs> Proof that I know how to do this job. What do you want? Yes. 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 Exactly. Moms are the best for jobs. I'm telling you. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, what has been the hardest thing 
about raising a teenager? Oh, Lord. Okay. Let me say this. First of all, my daughter will be 14 and I feel like I'm at the beginning of it. So I don't know that I feel completely qualified, but I do Mm -hmm. have a lot of people who have teenagers around them. And I will say it's no longer, you know, just changing a diaper or, oh, running after them and they fall and like, you know, kissing their boo-boo when they hurt. It's real life things we're talking about, right? So I think that has been a change, I'll say, is we're having real conversations about real things that happen in life. And I'm recognizing you were talking about how time flies. My daughter's 14 and she's just starting high school. So that means that, you know, we have a few years left, you know, whatever she decides to do, but just, just navigating and talking to her about things that will prepare her as she, um, as she goes on her own, whatever that looks like. I think that that has been, um that has been the challenge and not always knowing the answer not always knowing like oh my gosh how do I handle this situation I know how to change the diaper I could do that real quick but sometimes I don't really know the answer to this issue you might be going through and so I think that is probably one of the challenges yeah yeah I'm figuring it out yeah we're all figuring out we're all in process and that that's one of the things that I want my listeners to understand is that even though this uh series is called on a mission to succeed Mm -hmm. We're talking about success, but this is a mission, which means that it is ongoing. Like, yeah. I don't know what the end goal is because it's never going to be perfect. We're never going to get it all right, but we're all on this mission and on this journey together. So it's an ongoing process. Yeah. I, I love that. And in the process, you have community. One of the things that I have often is community as well as music. Music is my thing. Uh, so I'm building a mom's playlist and I want to know what's your yeah, one song or those songs or that artist oh. that you're like, today is the day that I need to bump this for real. <laughs> that is good, Shawana. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't know if I need to be saying this out loud. Let me say it. First of all, I play some gospel music. set with gospel. I do have that on blast. We do blast that. We, um... And then my kids listen to certain things. What is this name? Effin? What's this name? Oh, I don't have his name right, but we blast that together. Because, you know, it's no longer I get to play what I want. Now they have uh-huh. something they want to play. But give me a good, like, gospel mix. And then, you know, I'm from New Orleans. So, like, yeah. I'm going to play some bounce music at some point. <laughs> at some point, we... um. We gonna have that in the house. So we really are all over the place. We have Alexa right here and we'll dance right here. You're right. Dancing. I mean, we get in that hallway and we dance and we have a good time. So yeah, that's good. That's a good question. I like that one. Yes. Dancing. I think for me, like as soon as KJ starts, I I get into a mood. I'm like, I'm gonna come. If you go to your room and I come upstairs, (laughs) we're gonna be all right. So I got me a nice little worship worship uh playlist, but I'm getting into DJing now. So I'll just get on my computer and start make, playing like a mix that I've made. And I know for a fact, like Maverick City Music, yep, their 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 playlist or their uh album gets too many streams for me. Yeah, um, and I just found a song called Yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that thing is by. I really don't know. But the song is like, God, listen, don't give up on me yet. <laughs> I, I know I'm not my best, but I'm trying. The King Will Come is the name of the artist. But that song is, 
it has been carrying me through. I can tell you that. Yes, I'll send it to you because I know that it's just, it's really like, okay, God is not going to give up on me yet. He knew what I was going through this stuff. He knew who I'm going to be. Just keep going. Just keep pushing. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. And you know, I was just talking to somebody that this is the long game. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. parenting, being a mom, all of it, it is, it has this, oh man, it's just a journey. It's a long game and just trusting, like continue to pour in, continue to pour in. And sometimes you're like, I don't see that thing that I've been pouring in. Like, this is hard, but like, it's the long game. Just yes. keep going. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yes. I have some good people around me who are ahead of the game, you know, have adult children and all that. So I'm always learning, always being a lifelong learner. Yeah. Yes. And I the think fun. that's so imperative. That's imperative to always be a lifelong learner and to say like, I don't know everything yes. and it's okay. Like, and that's the community that I want to build here. Like we don't know what we're doing. Okay. Yes. We're all living a life we know nothing about. And we're all raising children that we don't really know for real. <laughs> Y'all are your own people. Like you, children come out and they have their own personalities. They're their own person. But at the end of the day, God is going to equip us the tools that we need. And he's going to equip them with what they need as they continue to grow. But like you said, we have to continue to pour into them to make sure that, you know, they get at least the foundation because we don't know what's going to happen. Right. At least we get right. the foundation. Right. <laughs> but also, Shawana, too, when you say that for us to be poured into as well while oh. we're doing the pouring, because mm -hmm. it is hard and we get drained and we get tired and. And I know I, I got a group of people like y'all today is hard. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even know. The next month might be hard the next week, yeah. but making sure we are poured into as well while we're doing all this pouring out. Yeah. And I think that speaks to um, a question that I was going to ask, but you spoke right to it. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith said at once, if I'm not good as a person, I'm not good as a parent. Mm -hmm. And I was like 22, 23 when I heard her say that. And I think that's what made me dive into figuring out all the things that I felt were quote unquote wrong with me, um, yeah. figuring out that emotional side that I needed to have in order to give to my son, mm -hmm. figuring out the hurt and pain that I dealt with because I too became a single parent at a very young age. Um, and so there were things that I had to navigate for myself. But like you said, being poured into finding those outlets, finding those resources, finding those people, building that community and having the vulnerability enough to say, I need help. Yeah. You yeah. can't usually say that, especially in the Black community. I feel um, we find strength in struggle. And mm -hmm. I don't like that. I don't like that. I think... Um, we, we all need each other. I know for a fact that God created us to be connected. And so okay. finding that community and being that is, I love how you were, you've been able to do that, not only in yeah. Charlotte, but in New Orleans as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. That's interesting too, because, you know, when I think about marriage, when I think about what I've always gravitated to, and you're talking about finding would you say strength and struggle? Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is um it is how do I say it? it's easy, right? When I think about toxicity, I think about struggle. I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that. I know how to navigate that. You know what I'm saying? It's easy for us to do that. It has been really challenging to say, this is healthy for me. I want more of this. 
And so when I when I think about people and like I think about myself and the choices that I make and trying to make right and trying to shift the generation of like I just I empathize with that. I empathize with gravitating to the struggle, gravitating to toxicity. Right. Because sometimes we like this is all I know, y'all. And I know it. So that oh, means yeah. I know the roadmap. That means I know how to work through this thing. Yes. And so it is really and I commend the moms, anybody taking that challenge to say, you know what? I've known what toxic relationships are my entire life. Now I'm going to try to do something healthy, right? So I'm going to get up. I'm going to fall. I'm going to try again. I might gravitate to it, but oops, I see the mistake that I made. Let me get back on track. That is, that's the real work. That yes. is the real work. Yes. And that's the thing that shifts generations, mm -hmm. right? That yeah. says, I'm going to try something different, even though I know what this feels like. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I can navigate it because I know what it feels like. I know I need to do something different, even if I don't have a context for it, even if it's not on my radar, but I'm going to figure it out. And so that's the challenge. Yeah. That is really a challenge and it's so real. And honestly, I can relate to that. Um, yeah. What I finally decided to date and I finally decided to um, allow my boyfriend to be a man, something that I had really never seen. Um, I ended up, we ended up creating, not me and him, but I ended up uh, recording this podcast and the title was Happy and Ashamed. Mm. And I just remember feeling like, I'm not going to share this with people. Like, I don't want people to be in this. I don't want, um, and of course, you know, sometimes you just want to protect that, but I was just ashamed to be happy around my family and be like, oh, I love, but I do mm -hmm. love him and I, and this is, and it's good. And it's, and this isn't yeah. happening, like it's healthy. And I'm ashamed of the happiness because of what I, what the norm was for me, what I've had already normalized in my life. And so I'm literally waiting for the ball to drop. Like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because something bad is about to happen. Like I already know this ain't gonna last long. I'm waiting on the temporary feeling of high of happiness to go away. And I'm just waiting for something to come and shame me and let me know that no, thought that this is the what that is and I think a lot of times when we're coming out of those things and like you said when we're creating that that new environment for ourselves creating a new mindset creating a new structure for our life it's really really easy to stay in what we know like yeah. but being able to say I want more I know yeah. I just want more I deserve more like mm -hmm. this is it's really okay for me to obtain this thing and not just obtain it but sustain it and I love that you've taken the reins on your life and said, this is this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to have. And this is what I deserve to have, not only for me, but for my children. Yeah. And yeah. to be able to make mistakes, right? When we talked before yeah. about like, who were you then? That person that wants to get everything right, like recognizing now I am going to make mistakes because I'm treading territory that I've never treaded before, right? So the ability to say, oh, I'm going to try this thing. Man, I messed up. Let me get back in the game. Not say, well, that's all I know and keep going. Nope, I messed that up. Let's try again. Keep making mistakes, you know? Yeah. I love that the foundation for a lot of our motivation is the mistakes that we made. Yeah. Like, okay, I did that. Yeah, I messed it up. And and not allowing that to stop us, but to like look back at where we were and having the vulnerability and even the accountability sometimes, because I think that's one of the things that we lack often. It keeps us in those cycles. Like it's somebody else's fault. Like we could easily blame the examples yeah. that we saw, but it's like, no, like I saw that. That's my truth. It doesn't mean it's right. It just means that that's the truth. And I can move forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
And can I tell you, that's been like the scariest thing for me is like, I can't blame nobody in this. Like now I'm leading this ship. Like it's just me and them. Like if something happens, you know what I mean? So that's been like a challenge for me. It's just like, all right, Renika, don't, don't put all that pressure on yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. And I love, you know, it's it being scary for you. Jahara told me one time, y'all, Jahara doesn't have any children. We love Jahara. Jahara got her kids, but Jahara like know how to talk to kids. She's so, the auntie that we, I don't think we mentioned her name. Yeah, at first, yeah, yeah. She's the aunt from the beginning yeah. we we're talking about. She's my aunt. And so um, I, I remember call, like, I called Jahara for parenting advice, right? And so I remember calling Jahara one time and I was like, Kendra's doing blah, 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 blah. I'm crying. And I was like, uh, I said, I, I'm scared. I'm going to mess him up. And she said, Listen, Kendra either Kendra either gonna laugh about this with his friends or cry about it in therapy, but he will be <laughs> <laughs> She probably said it just as calm because she's always so calm. That yes, is so she, funny. She was very yeah. calm. She was like, Listen, you are doing the best that you can. <laughs> right. Oh, I love that. See, that's community. That's what you got. Pour into you. Oh, she's so gosh, I love her. Yeah, I don't know how we can incorporate Jahara and moms, I guess, auntie moms. Oh, you got to, yes, auntie moms, that right there. And show her with pictures, because she's always sending me pictures of when, like, Tabitha's 14 now, and Tabitha was, like, two years old, and she's exactly. holding her. Mm -hmm. You have a whole segment with her, and just pictures of her <laughs> holding babies. She literally has all the, the memories and the baby pictures. She really does. She, she got really. all the sense, too. She got all the sense. So we love Jahara. <laughs> <laughs> So what has been your proudest moment in business, being that you are a mom and just and all that thing? What has been your proudest moment in business? I want to talk about that. My proudest moment in business. So I'm like just gearing up in terms of under my own umbrella. And I think my proudest moments has been I'm doing it. Like, <laughs> this is my proudest moment. I'm sitting down with Shawana. Like, I'm doing it. Um, You know, I'm speaking at a conference. I'm, you know, gearing up for my my program that's that's starting up, which I want to I want to talk about. Like I'm doing it. And before I'm telling you, fear would stop me. Fear would say, "Oh, you can't do it. Oh, you have to wait this long because this this thing doesn't look as perfect." But I am so proud that I'm doing it. I have audacity. That's what I told myself this year. You're gonna have the audacity to actually do <laughs> do things. I love it. Yeah. And you talk about you you left out a amazing a huge podcast that you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk yeah. about more of that. Talk about that. Talk about that. Yeah. So I, I had the opportunity to go on the Anthony O'Neill um, podcast. And people don't know him. He used to be connected with Dave Ramsey. And then he branched off. And he's doing his own thing, really helping people, um, helping a lot of minorities, too, just in the area of finance. So uh, like I said, I went to Bethel Tech. They have a partnership with Anthony O'Neill. And they were like, wow, Renika, your story is great. You got a job in tech. You are making, you know, this amount of money and changing the trajectory of your family. Let's go on the AO podcast. And it has been, it was such an amazing experience being on that podcast because I had just watched his podcast the year prior. And there was a guy on there and I'm just, you know, making dinner and I'm listening to his podcast. That's also what I do in addition to music. And I'm like, I want my life to change. I'm going to go to Bethel Tech and I'm going to do it. 
And one day I want to be on this show. And I kid you not, the next year it happened. And I'm sitting on this show that changed my life just because I listened to him one day. And so that has been life changing. And that's really was the catalyst too for me to really pour into Renika Speaks because I told my story about, you know, being a single mom of five, leaving in a, uh, an abusive marriage. And a lot of people reached out to me not just about tech, but they were like, I'm in the same situation. Do you have advice for me? Like that's, those were what was in my DM. So I was like, you, it's time for you to pour into that gifting that God has, has given you. So yeah. yeah. Like, oh, the just, doing, <laughs> the just doing it. I yeah. grasping the hold of just doing it, being able yeah. to change your life. And then also I don't like manifestation. I don't want, I don't want too much like that work. It's like, oh, you manifested this, you manifested that. No, but it's just the fact that, you know, I had the faith to believe that this was could happen for me. And this is what I want from me, going to Bethel Tech, doing the work. And then now full circle moments is what, it was what it is. Yeah. Circle moment. And y'all, Anthony O'Neill is so amazing. He's so dope. Like he I really listen to him is. on TikTok all the time. And I know finance is an area where I need help. So he's one of the people yeah. that I do listen to and I try to implement the things that he does. But um, God is going to, you know, work those things out. But if y'all have not, please go find that podcast. I'm going to drop the information in the info section of this um this session or this episode. So y'all, you'll be able to see it, uh, see it and go listen to it. Yeah. And y'all be able to connect with Renika as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dropped, I think I sent you the link to that to that mm-hmm. episode. But also, if people are interested, moms interested in trying to transition into tech, if you do go to Bethel Tech, you um, you know, listen to Anthony O'Neill. Uh, podcast you listen to the one I'm on or whatever uh, you do get fifteen hundred dollars off of your full tuition so that's just like a drop oh. right quick if you're interested or, moms or are listening interested. to the podcast or like how does that yep work? just say just call Bethel Tech and say hey by the way I also listen to um the Anthony O'Neill podcast and um I'm I want to I'm interested in that scholarship so automatically fifteen hundred dollars off by just saying I listen to the podcast yep it is amazing yep all right, Beth, let me see what y'all working on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> so yeah. lastly, Renika, I want to know, um, being that, you know, we talk about your business and all the things that you're doing, what is your greatest moment, your greatest, uh, proudest moment in motherhood and on this journey that you're on? What are you most proud of right now? Because I know there's more to come. Yeah. I'm probably most proud of the fact that um it's gonna sound weird but I'm most proud that I'm a mom who's figuring it out who understands the mistakes that she's making and my kids get to see me like my kids get to see me doing whatever it is that I'm that I'm doing I'm most proud of that like I said I'm come from the mindset of I have to get it perfect and my daughter told me one time, she said, and I, cause I, I was like, man, Tab, I just wish, you know, going through divorce, you just don't want to see your kids hurt. And I'm just like, Tab, I just wish I was a perfect mom where I, you know, got it all right. And she told me, she said, I'm so glad that you're not perfect because then if you were a perfect mom, that means that I would have to be a perfect child. And I think about that. And that is probably what I'm most proud of is that I'm leaving my children with this idea that they are vessels who are not perfect and neither is their mom but like I said before I'm leaving them the legacy of the 
perfection and the greatest one who will fill their vessels and who will fill their cups for them to be all that he's created them him, them to be. So that's what I'm most proud of, of like, okay, I'm just living this life imperfectly. And they get to see that because they get to realize, wow, my mama's not perfect, but I do know somebody who is perfect because I saw her praying. I do know somebody who is perfect because when this happened, she immediately prayed or she sat us down and read the Bible or she told us this, like, that's what I'm most proud of, I think. So, and we'll just see what they do with it, right? It's on the yeah. to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to, have, to, to hold that and to do something with what it is that you give them. Yeah, You are yeah. putting them with all that they need and, and who <laughs> they need for sure. And I, I know that they're going to be just fine in this world because they have you as their mom. I know it. I know it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I know we're at the end and I just wanted to say to Shawana, the, the little bit of time that I've had to spend with you, I'm just so proud of you. Like, I think we connected over some, something like about college, some advice or something about that back yeah. in the day. And just to like, to see you, to see you as a mom, to see you as a businesswoman, I'm just so proud of you and just, just grateful for all that God is doing um, in your life and, and how he will just bless KJ because of you as his mother and the community you have around you, people like Jahair. So thank you. Yeah. Don't cry on my pocket. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stop <laughs> it. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I really do appreciate it. Um, for real, it's been a it's been a journey. Mm -hmm. But I I remember us connecting over that conversation. Yeah. I'll never forget it. And that was about probably what seven eight years ago. But crazy, it will never change. It will never change. I'm so glad that you're a part of my life now. You're Absolutely. stuck with me, and it's it's, it's <laughs> same. But um, before we go, I do want you to. Give the people the information on how they can contact you, how they can get connected with you, um, where they can find you, all those wonderful, great things. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me pretty much anywhere um, at Renika Speaks, R-A-N-I-K-A Speaks um, on Instagram, Facebook. I'm Renika Cheney. And um, I am excited too, because I have a program, a six week workshop coming up October the 9th through November the 13th. It is just for women. And it is navigating toxic relationships. And I'm so excited. It's six weeks, Monday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern. And you can go to my website, RenikaSpeaks.com to sign up for that, RenikaSpeaks.com. I'm only able to take a limited amount of people because of like the intimacy of the group and all that we are, um, we're talking about. So that's October 9th through November 13th. You do need to be there for all six sessions. And I, my goal is I'm really transforming women's lives in terms of healing, in terms of what we've experienced in toxic relationships. Uh, there's a pathway and there's a way to healing and I want to be able to do that and make an impact so Renika speaks y'all heard it here first <laughs> you've been here first it is the first y'all heard it here first <laughs> you know exclusive interviews with Shawana speaks if y'all want to hear exclusive y'all gotta see it <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> but y'all this has been another episode of Shawana Speaks podcast um this is our mom's edition mothers on a mission to succeed Renika you are momming and most importantly you are killing it and you're motivating other women to do the same so um until our next episode y'all have a great morning noon night whenever you are listening and we will see y'all on the next episode <laughs>